Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first Pro Box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. What is this foolishness? How many dreams can you shape in a minute, an hour? The kind of clean you like best. Lost three of my teeth, too. All right, so you lost. Next time you win. Steamy, hot, hearty, delicious, invigorating. Uh, folks at home, folks at home, how you doing tonight? Welcome to a brand new Ike Live show. I uh, want to wish everybody a happy new year, first of all. Listen to me, man. We got a great show for you tonight. Uh, it's going to be a big one. Um, I'm not even ready. Should I announce the guest or should I? I want to yes. tease it. No, I want to tease it a little more. I want people. Let me just announce it. Uh, we've got two great guests on tonight. I don't know if it's this order or not, but very excited to have someone outside the fishing industry on for a change, Pete. Uh, we've got Zach Rushing on, um, up-and-coming comedian, personality, cancer survivor, and also uh, fisherman and hunter. So uh, can't wait to have Zach on. It's going to be great. And a good friend of the show, Pete, mm-hmm. the one and only Luke Duncan joining us. Uh, Luke's been uh, very controversial lately in his show, Low Budget Live, but we're going to get a chance to corner him a little bit and talk about his show, the industry, and some new stuff he's got going on as well. Yeah. Uh, having my notes here, Brian, this is probably show 105. <laughs> probably. 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 It, it is. That's good. I like that. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Listen, I want you to hang in the whole show. We're going to do two uh, two or three episodes, two or three <laughs> segments. It's going to be great. Um, rust. It is rust. What the heck was that just flying around? Too? A Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, let me introduce the room. Sitting to my right, the crust of the show. The one and only Pete Glossy. Pete, how you doing tonight? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. You doing all right? Um, I'm doing better. Disheveled. Yeah, a little, little sound, froggy. Yeah, you sound a little under the little, weather. A little froggy. Okay. But we're, we're all right. We're coming out the other side of a cold. We're, we're tip top. All right. Well, here's the big news. This weekend was the first weekend for Bash University in Kokomo. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about it. Good good crowds, good content? Yeah, it was it was great. We had a, we had a great time. Well, all my guys called me and said what an amazing event it was. Couldn't make it out to that one. Great lineup, by the way. Great lineup. David Dudley was there. Brian Thrift was there, um, and, and along with many of Mark Menendez and and uh, John Murray talking about jerkbait fishing. Uh, but Brian Thrift uh, kind of stopped everybody with his 15-minute golden rule. Wow. 15 minutes. 15-minute golden rule. He pulls into a spot. 15 minutes. That he. 
he gets them or doesn't get them yeah. at practice, yeah. next spot. Wow. 15 minutes is all it takes to tell him whether or not there's an abundance of fish, a school of fish, yeah. or he's going to have to work harder to get them. Right. And that 15-minute rule keeps him moving. Wow. Gives him the best chance of intersecting a group of fish. Damn. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty uh, innovative stuff. Man, hey, I, I like that. Where is Kokomo? Is it the Kokomo from, like, the Beach Boys song? <laughs> it's spelled the same, but it's, it's in Indiana. It's, a, ah, it's okay. a little bit south of Chicago. I got you. Yeah, big fishing community out there, honestly. I mean, we draw from Indianapolis and Chicago, and and there's more high school clubs in, in the state of Indiana than, than I think anywhere in the country. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, great crowd. Uh, shout out to Straycasts and Pat Renwick, who uh, came in to sa- save the day for us. Ah, he's the best. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the greatest MC of all time, yeah. Bass and Bill Dakota, yeah. uh, took ill food poisoning. Wow. They suspect. <laughs> Jeez. And, yeah. I think it was I, Pat. I suspect they, it was. <laughs> you think it was Pat, the poisoner? Pat. saying it wasn't? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's be real here. Yeah. I had no idea, <laughs> but it, but but Bill was down. He he had a rough day one, and he and he battled through it. And, yeah. uh And Pat came in and uh, emceed the Bash University on day nice. two. Nice, nice save, Pat. Yeah, we appreciate him yeah. helping out, and, and uh, don't appreciate him poisoning yeah. Bass and Bill. But whatever. Hey, well, thanks, shoot thanks or shoot, right? That's right. <laughs> one down, another one fills the spot. Uh, <laughs> when I finish introducing the room, of course, uh, pushing buttons tonight. Producer of the show, We've got the one and only Brian Carpenter. That's right. Brian, how you doing tonight? Good, man. Good. Got my old homie back right here. Got the old homie back sitting next to Brian, the one and only Dave Brodzik, aka Fathead, aka Wharf. I wish you guys could see Dave typing with one finger. Right a little, now. little less <laughs> handsome than Rich, but I'm, I'm <laughs> working on it. <laughs> it's not my good side. I'm sorry. Now, yeah. Dave, have you ever sold a piece of real estate before? Um, define. Have you have you sold a house yourself through the black market or anything like that or <laughs> maybe the, I don't know nah, no never sold real estate okay <laughs> Rich has a laptop and nice shoes when he comes over your place so I don't have either of that. he does well he claims to be working and this is like you know he's working and then he comes over here he's almost like the mafia guy that gets the check from like the no show job I don't know how <laughs> he's, he's fishing all the time <laughs> how's, he, how's he selling a house dude like the, he fishes a lot no like Melanie's cousin my wife's cousin sells yeah. houses and she's never available because she's always selling houses yeah, and doing she, closing she's this hustling dude, uh, she's working this dude's like this dude, dude I don't want to throw like, I, Batman like, I dude. love it I love it dude it's the I like watching it I like sitting back and just being like <laughs> Imagine if my life was like that. It'd be yeah, pretty no, awesome. He, he's like the Batman <laughs> of fishing, dude. He's just there. He's like the Batman. His hand, open seat. No, so we we fished. Brian, Brian, I got to throw him under the bus real quick. I have to. So we're out there fishing. Who's and this? Rich, me, you, and Rich, we're out on the upper Chesapeake Bay like a month ago fishing. And, dude, we're fishing, and we're starting to figure it out. And he's into it. And all of a sudden, like, he gets this call that he needs a take. And he's like, you know, and he, he like, quick signals me and Brian, like, shh, shh, I got to take this you know, and he gives us a signal. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? And he, like, picks up the phone. Oh, no, you know, uh, right now I'm out inspecting the property, and things are, you know, things are all, and I've, I have my agent right now. We're meeting for a rendezvous. And, Eyes and on. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, he's got the whole scam. You know, he's got it figured out, uh, man. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. But not, not anymore. I think, he's, I think he just got notice from his boss. <laughs> <laughs> got a, oh, he's got there a, just now. There's his a, boss yeah. chiming in on the iron. Got an important meeting tomorrow morning. That's right. He has to take. Rich is good, dude. Uh, Rich is in Kokomo, <laughs> so Rich, we're thinking about you. Didn't mean to throw you under the bus. And then, of course, uh, it's not just us four tonight. We have a special fifth with us, the one and only Zach. Zog. 
is in the house tonight, and Zach has an official new nickname, Brian DeCarpenter. Zog. Zog is the new one now. Is that the bad guy from Superman? Or was that was Zod. That was Zod. This is Zog. Can you have a, in this day and age, I'm sorry, Zach, can you have a receding hairline bad guy anymore in this day and age? Uh, like, Zod had no hair. He like, did. How can you look like like a detective or something? Like, I know. He'd be a super villain. And here's the other thing about Zog. Zog wore fake leather from Zara. Remember the, the, the letters? <laughs> yeah, dude. Shit, it was awesome. You're right, dude. You remember that the, the fake had, leather? They had high boots and, and, they, oh, were, and, they, were plum, and they were plum smugglers. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, that was brutal. It was so good. Zog, right. everybody. Zog, everybody. Zog, Zog how you Zog. doing tonight? What do you oh, think? Hold on, let me turn his mic oh, yeah, turn, on. T- yeah, turn Zog's mic on. All right, Zach, so you officially have two nicknames now. Yeah. That's, you know, that's decent. Like, all of us end up with at least a dozen. And you're a couple months with us, three, four months with us, and you've already got two. That's pretty good. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, are there emotions running through you right now? Like, we just hit you with the Zog tonight. Are there new emotions or feelings running through your gullet right now? Oh, no, it's pretty cool. Okay. I'm, I'm feeling it. You like it better? I like yeah. it. I, like, feel, I, like, I like Trevor. You like Trevor? Trevor's yeah. a good one. I, I, I can work with Trevor. Do you know okay. the origin of Trevor? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Enlighten us. There is a uh, ease. Uh, are we talking about it? Or we're not talking about. It? All right, we're, we're going to. I think you ought to have. I think you ought to have your uncle right. make you a, a logo. Here, here we go. Let's get. Let's leave it up to the fans. <laughs> let's leave Definitely. it up to like the fans. Like a symbol, like Prince. Yeah, <laughs> Brian, Brian Carpenter, give me a full screen of Zog right now. We're going to be giving you something here from the Ike Live Show. That's right. We damn, damn right will. Hold we'll on. find something. We'll <laughs> give it to you. Uh, let me, before we get into all this, let me tell you this show is brought to you by some amazing sponsors. wouldn't be possible without them. Of course, Mystery Tackle Box is the presenting sponsor of this show. I'm happy to say my uncle is now a Mystery Tackle Box subscriber. Really? Yeah, for Christmas he got the Mystery Tackle Box. So pretty awesome. Uh, we run down some more of these. Dr. Squatch, TH Marine, Primal Urge Foods, Liquid Mayhem, Flambo, Founders, Tackle Warehouse, Founders Beer. And we're going to, in the second segment, we're going to un- unravel a new one. But we started with the Solid Gold. This has become a, a routine. We start with solid beers like All Day IPA and Solid Gold. And then we highlight a beer of the night. In segment two. Also brought to you by Bash University, Pete. And a lot of people saying to themselves, damn, I couldn't make Kokomo. They want to see this stuff. They can still do it. Right? Oh, man. Well, they can see it at BashU.TV. <laughs> right now we've got uh, it's, uh, it's jerking month at the Bash mm. University. Mm. And we've gotten some really cool memes mm. on the jerking month uh, promo. Wow. But, uh, but it's, all about, it's all about the Rapala, you know, uh, Shadow Rap. And we're giving two of those away. The Ike Quotient Tackle Box, $50 gift pack for all annual subscribers to Bash TV. You can't make it, but you know what? If you can make it, go over to thebashuniversity.com because we're next week we're going to be in Gadsden, Alabama. Then the week after that, I'm going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you're going to be in South Carolina. Is that right? Yes, I will. I'm pretty sure that's right. I think you're right. And then... Um, and then we have our final Bash University. Can't wait to get there. We've not been to Minnesota, but we're going to be it's up to be a good one. we're going to be up to Minnesota, and we we're, we're having a great time. Uh, you can check it out on social media, seeing what's going on. But uh, uh, come out and see us at Bash University. All right, now here's something interesting. Uh, Brian the Carpenter, click click. Uh, I want to let everybody know 
This is groundbreaking. And why it took six years to come up with this, I have no idea. Instead of all these weird Ike Live codes, like Ike Live 25, Ike Live Party, (laughs) P-A-R-T-Y, bullshit like that, finally somebody had the wherewithal to create one universal Ike Live code. I've been champion for this from day one, but <laughs> it doesn't happen unless someone takes the lead. Miss Janet got on everybody. Ah! She reached out to all the yes, sponsors Ms. Janet. Thank and had you. them unify it. Okay. Ike Live. Ike Live. So listen. No matter where you go. Yes. Use the code Ike Live. Yes. You're at the register buying some beer. Yes. Ike Live. Everywhere. Amazon, Ike Live. There you go. Wherever you go. That's right. And you solicit a product from one of these great sponsors. Uh, BU, TH3, Dr. Squatch, Primal Liquid Look at Mayhem, Flambeau, Founders, Tackle Warehouse, uh, any of them, real snot, any of them, use the promo code IKELIVE. That's all you need now, and you'll get an amazing discount of some sort. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Brian Carpenter, yeah. we're going to start out uh, just by doing a little bit of recap what's been going on. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about that. Before we do that, let me remind everybody, uh, we want to hear from you, man. Please, if you have a question or comment, hit us up on the IM. Well, uh, we've got Zach tonight monitoring Zog. not only the IMs, but also Facebook. So if you're watching over on Facebook, feel free to comment. Also, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. Like, like and share the Facebook post. We're giving Please away that Ike Live gift bag right Yes, there. look at this. Luscious bag right there, uh, full of all those sponsor products. I mean, it legitimately, Pete weighs, I'm going to say 20 to 30 pounds. <laughs> it's a load. It legitimately, feel that. Is that, is that about a correct guess? It's That's right on. Right, right around on the money. Um, like and share the Facebook feed tonight. You're automatically entered to win this. We're going to announce it at the end of the third segment. It's going to be really, 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 really good. And finally, Pete, before we get into it, let's uh, let's thank our military. There's some weird shit going on in the world Man. right now. I uh, want to thank the military, active. Close call veterans. on Iraq. Yes. Iran. Men, men and women, thank you for what you do. Uh, police, firemen, EMT. Tell you a quick story. I want to give some props to, to my man, Charles. Um, uh, I had to, to do an appearance uh, up in uh, Wisconsin. It was uh, Wisconsin Dells, Wisconsin. And we, we were flying out of Philly. And the gate we went out of, we were flying out of F. And we went there, and there were literally, I want to say 30 service men and women, like, getting ready to, young, getting ready to, to go. You could tell. You know, and dude, Charles, like, literally ran to him. And thanked every single one of them, dude. Which was, I, I was watching it, and I was like, you know, usually I, I see one of them, I'll like, hey, thank you for your service, you know. But, dude, he, like, ambushed them all to, like, shake their hand. And I thought it was just amazing, you know, just to see him do that. Nice but he's that guy. He is that guy. Yeah. It was great. It was he's great to see dude, it. Man. Yeah, he's like, a good dude. You guys, I don't know how you found him. How you, it's, yeah. just, it's the continuation of your endless luck. But you found it's the a- one guy that would go do that. You know I found I mean? Pete first. So. <laughs> well, it's, Pete it's, was my first find. It's yin and yang. You yeah. know? We balance it. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but I thought it was awesome. And, and, and it is a weird time right now. So when you see the military, please give, give him a handshake, yeah. give him a hug, tell him thank you. Uh, be really appreciated. Uh, Why I'm talking about that, Pete, I, I want to start with that, which is I went to be a speaker – at a conference. <laughs> hold, on. hold on. Yeah. Mike, hold that thought. Speaker okay. at a conference. All right. You got something that came through. Okay. <laughs> Donnie Sniffle said, if Ike says the gift bag's 20 to 30 pounds, it's probably going to weigh 17. <laughs> 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 I had to interrupt. 
Donnie might have to win something. Donnie, Donnie Sniffle just won a Donnie Sniffle. <laughs> send his info in, Dave. You hear that, Donnie? Donnie Sniffle, send your info in. You just want a piece of Becky's fudge. Yeah. I know it's going to happen by the time you get it. I don't uh, know if it'll be any good, but you no, just Don, won this. Donnie's in the running for a three-month Mystery Taco Box subscription. He's definitely He's in, in the, the running for that. Yes. It's a giant. Ma'am. Donnie Sniffle. Yeah. Oh. That's no, 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 no. Don't you fucking do it, dude. I'll kill your mic. Don't you smack your lips. All right, I won't do it. <laughs> um, but let me bring something up here. I, I think I could safely do this because I'm not going to name any names, but it's along these lines. I might as well talk about it. I had no intention of talking about this, but I might as well. We had a major league fishing call a couple weeks ago with the entire group, so all 80 anglers. And we use a uh, call-in system, Pete, where... Everybody can listen, but nobody can physically, vo- you know, mm-hmm. th- so you can't talk. And, you know, but it gives you the ability to message in your comments, right? And, uh, you know, so we were debating the whole thing on, you know, everybody's mad because, you know, there's a lot of, I don't want to say mad, there's a lot of angst out there because they think Major League Fishing is a dink fest, it's a bunch of small fish, which I disagree with, but whatever, that's the sediment out there. And so we're having this call, and, and we're talking about this subject, and somebody somebody brings a message through. Can you see the messages? I see, can see the messages, and the freaking message has the dude's name attached to it. Yes. I'm not going to say the dude's name, <laughs> other than he's a douchebag. But um, <laughs> the message comes through, and it's, you know, it's like, oh, well... One of the major problems with this is, you know, certain people keep yelling, you know, big one on every fish, even if it's a one pounder. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. You know, I mean, in my mind, I was saying that. First of all, I see your name. I know, you know. But second of all, dude, it's okay to show excitement. I'm the best thing they got in that major league fishing. Let me tell you right now. So, um, you know. It's okay to get excited. Dude, if you grow up in New Jersey, a one and three quarter pounder is a giant. It, win, right. it wins yeah. events. Believe me. Dude, I would have I would have loved to have one on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. I didn't have a single bass. So I would have loved to have a one and three quarter. Not so, one single bass. So wow. shut your mouth. <laughs> you know who you are. That. You know who you are. Um, what what do his initials rhyme with? I can't tell you. Uh. Uh, so let's keep going. Um, so I was at this event, Pete. Uh, really, really cool. It's the NPAA. National Pro- Professional Wait Wait Do this right N P Is it AA National Professional Anglers Ang- Association Yeah NPAA National Professional Anglers Association um, Really cool group of professionals in the sport of fishing Right So listen to this This isn't a group of just tournament guys like pro bass tournament guys Right This was Pro bass tournament guys, walleye pros, crappie pros, full-time guides. There's crappie pros? There are crappie pros. Like an actual circuit? Oh, yeah. With jerseys? There's crappie master circuit. Yeah. Dang. Yep. Wally, uh, Wally Backman or something? Yep. Yep. Wally Marshall. That's him. Um, uh, reps, guides. Charles. People in the retail industry. Like anyone who considers their profession, you know, in the sport fishing industry mm-hmm. can join this group and have... And, and enjoy the benefits of it. Podcast anyway, producers. It, podcast producers. Um, it was a great show, and uh, I, ha- I had a chance to meet some great people. But the highlight of it, you ready for this, Dave? 
the highlight of it is the speaker before me. There were they had two keynote speakers. Speaker before me was the one and only Mr. Morris. Nice, Johnny yeah. Morris, John wow. Morris. Um, legend. Legend. And it was funny because I had never I had been in a room with him before several times, but never physically met him. Right, and just always kind of felt like probably doesn't want to meet me. You know, probably doesn't, you know, whatever. I don't know. I just had this view of it. And then... Was he the guy with the little fish comment? No, oh. no, no. And then I meet him for the first time, and he's the most down-to-earth, normal freaking dude you'd ever meet. In fact, he had a T-shirt made for me. Like, like all, like all, I met this guy, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, like in my own mind, I'm like, man, I had... I think I had some preconceived notions about, yeah. you know, w- what he would be like. And I thought he was just a very, very nice down-to-earth guy when I met him, whether he is or not. To tell him we got banned from band. No. <laughs> no, but yeah, what? Right. Like, hey, boss, can you unload that band? <laughs> yeah. No, but what initial, like, after I met him and all that went down, like, I really did feel bad. But, but like. For Crank Call and Bass For Pro. Crank Call and Bass Pro Shops, I felt bad. <laughs> Even though I never talked to him directly, True. obviously, I felt <laughs> bad. Like, 15% of me. Yeah. You know, just like a sliver. That's fair. What would have been awesome if they had, like, an undercover boss one time, and he was answering the phone. (laughs) (laughs) And we cracked like, hey, you asshole, remember that time you asked for anything? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But no, but I I, I thought, I met him, I thought it was great, like. Did you you get any time to speak to him, or did you I got about five minutes in between our seminars, and then uh, I went down to eat lunch, and then, like, out of the blue, he came down and sat next to me. Wow. And like literally was eating off a plate like everybody else, like <laughs> picking up lunch meat with his hands, is eating it. I'm like, I like this guy. It's like good. it's, you know what I mean? He's, it's a, hard Ronald, to, he's a Ronald Reagan of yeah. bass fishing. Uh, he is. He, he is. wasn't like, no, yeah. no, no. He's the most down earth guy. Um, and you know the even the conversation, like he talked the whole, like he wanted to ask me questions the whole time. He wanted to talk about kids fishing. He wanted to talk about getting new people involved in the sport. I'm like. This is great. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was totally yeah. awesome. Dude. But but reality did set in a little bit. When, when he like, was like, uh, piss boy. No, no. But I'm like, because I had, me and Charles had like hell of a time getting here. You know, flying commercial. Like, flight was canceled Friday night. We had to get here. Like, literally showed up like 30 minutes before my seminar. Like, we killed ourselves to get there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, when would you get in last night? He's like, no, I, I flew in this morning. And I'm flying out in just about an hour. i got to go to South Carolina. You know, got my got my jet out there yeah like, oh, wow <laughs> See, right out there cool. there's levels there's levels to this fishing thing yeah <laughs> definitely not on that level did, did you ask him like uh any tips on world domination or? did not did <laughs> not no i i did i honestly first I, yeah no i i love to corner him. i would i would love to have a day with him you mm-hmm. know to be able to corner yeah. him on stuff but i mean look what he's done i mean he started out as a pro angler like you and me yep and he built Bass Pro Shops. He, An he, amazing store. Smart the most guy. cleanest, immaculate stores you'll ever go into. Com- yeah. Commanding the bass boat market, uh, just owning everything, and uh, yeah. just, you know, such a big part of building this sport that we all love. And he started out fishing tournaments. Fishing tournaments. He saw, you know, I, dude, it, it's amazing, but if you look at all really great businessmen, they see it before it happens, you know, mm. and I think. He saw, you know, his. I guess it was his father that had the original store in Springfield, had mm-hmm. a hunting and fishing store, and you know something in his genetics saw the potential for what that could become. 
Yeah. And look at it now. That's I mean, because it, it didn't exist. They, it, it's amazing. Created it. It's amazing. I mean, I would put all the greats, you know, mm-hmm. Rockefellers, all those great businessmen. They they see something, and they're so good at making it a reality. You know, I don't know, I don't know what it is. You well, know? that's awesome that you finally got to meet him. I know all these. I've I've never even been in the same room with him in all the travels yeah. that I've been around. And it's around funny, the interesting that same love to. that same spark, Dave. Whatever that is. Our very own Brian the Carpenter had that <laughs> all the way up until he got that Huffy, and it just killed. It, it just it, 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 that spark just went out. It extinguished it. I don't know what it, it might have been. The oversized tires. It might have been the, uh, the abuse he sustained from his friends. It was probably it was probably the deepest shoulder slunch in Christmas history. <laughs> from ear height. Oh to my knee, god. To kneecaps, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Donnie Sniffle, the one that said you bet the bag, he, he wants to donate whatever you're going to give him to the Ike Foundation. Wow, Donnie. Very nice. Good job, Very Donnie. Nice. Dr. Sniffle. Not like Chris from New York could take it all. He's got like 55 <laughs> bags sitting in his house. Dude, Chris from New York's a hoarder. You know, he, 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 didn't, even, he, he didn't even open the last 10 years. You know, he's got everything piled up in yeah, the back. He's sitting in the drunk closet. He's taking notes on it. He's taking notes on it. Um, anyway, to make a long story short, it was great. It was a great experience. And then I flew from there. This gets better, Pete. I flew from there straight to Twin Cities to visit with a good friend of ours, a good friend of the show, the one and only Dan Quinn, dude. DQ. So fun hanging out with Dan, yeah. you know? Uh, it I, got saw, I saw some of the pictures of the ice fishing excursion. Very, 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 very cool experience. So we got to do a little bit of product development, which is, dude, honestly, what, what, what we do in the fishing industry, we teach, we fish, we tournament fish, we do all this cool stuff. Get kids involved. But that side of it, the the product development side, dude, I love it. Like honestly, I'd love it. Like if if I didn't if I didn't have an opportunity to do that with these companies, it'd be a big missing link for me because you know it's like sitting down at a table, you know, with decision makers saying, "Here's what's hot. Here's some ideas. Here's what I saw. Oh, I saw this. Oh, what about you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. sharing ideas and taking something conceptual and creating a product out of it, dude. That is fucking the best i it mean you cool. you did it you mm-hmm. designed crankbaits it's mm-hmm. such a rewarding thing so we got to do that which is really cool and by the way uh let everybody know rapala launching rapala. some rapala for other people launching some really cool new products here in the next little bit you're going to hear about them and on the vmc side you're going to see some really cool stuff happening in the next 12 24 months well, so i mean I, i'm just curious yeah. you know because i've done some development but it's probably a lot different from Rapala, you know, it's a massive company. What's that look like? Are you like in a, a boardroom with white whiteboard or computer graphics going over ideas? Yeah. With people, how's that work? So the early stages of the PD product development meetings, like what we did, is exactly that, dude. It's literally I bring in notes, sketches. I bring in boxes of other lures or colors okay. that I already have, and it is literally. Some of their designers sketching stuff as we're talking, mm-hmm. writing on a whiteboard, right. exactly what you said. Um, some of it involves they have this amazing tank right there at, at the offices in Rapala. So we're able to actually get existing product and throw it in and look at it and be like, oh, my God, you know. Right, right. Um, so, you know, That's some of cool. the ideas are totally brand new from the ground up. Some of them are like the Tokyo rig are things that I've seen other places and I'm like, hey, man, this is a cool concept, you know. Let's expand on this. Let's make this better. 
you know some of it's that too you know it's not all right. it's not all you know starting from nothing some of it's trying to make things better as well so so what happens next like the they build prototypes yeah or maybe you have 10 ideas they pick two or how's that work so it, it'll get down to where they start to do some protos of stuff now here's the deal the the more basic debate the lot easy a lot easier it is to get those initial samples right so soft plastics the absolute right. easiest mm-hmm. terminal tackles probably next in line lead wire style baits probably the next in line and then crankbaits you know hard baits whether it's balsa or plastic is the last one they're very 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 difficult so there's a longer time out to when you see you physically get the first mm-hmm. one yeah. you know um but but there's a lot of work on their end that involves that other stuff you said, which is actual sculpting, mm-hmm. CAD design, and I can't do any of that. I don't take any of that credit. That's their that's their designers. That's mm. people that know how to do right. that stuff, you know. But it's dude, it's such a cool process, yeah. you know, to see it from start to finish, even just colors. You know, when the uh, Ike's custom ink colors came out, you know, and I'll, I'll you know I'll be honest, you know, those baits. I don't know if you remember the story. But those baits, they came in and said, "What do we need? What colors?" And I said, "You know, man, I've got I've got about 12 colors from other manufacturers. Don't hate me. That I've used in my lifetime that are so key." I said, "I want to bring those to you." And I said, "The other thing is, and we, you know, we've been doing this for years." I said, "Fading those baits out and adding a little bit of that fine glitter. They were the two things that we were doing for years. I mean, the top rod days, we were doing that shit." You know, ba- we call it baking them. You know, you put them in the window. Mm-hmm. You put them in the window of your truck. You let them sit a couple of weeks. You turn them over. Uh, and, and the nail polish, too, the clear coat with fine glitter. And so, you know, they were able to take that stuff and work. And I think the colors, I want to say a few of them came out right like the second try. And other ones we had to go back and forth seven, eight, nine, ten times, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's a cool process of getting it. But then when you finally get it, you feel very mm-hmm. it's you're thrilled you know what i mean because it's you put a lot of you know Heck how much work yeah. you put into it and then yeah. when you catch fish with them and then or you win tournaments yeah, with yeah. them it's even better yeah and i i would say brian carpenter mike i'm going to venture to say has there been a more successful color than the the demon color in the dt series mm. uh, at, at color dude when i when i look at a lot of the wins yeah and i'm not saying me i'm saying tournament wins from yeah. randy howell yeah. to terry bolton last year yeah a lot of wins on that color, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think that's one they got perfect and knocked out of the park. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Mike, somebody, uh, Barger, wants to know if you're bringing back the, the flat side in the DT series. Yes. So, uh, man, I don't know what how much I can tell you. Yes. Um, it's coming back better. So the, the be- best thing I can say, maybe this is the way I approach this. If you paid really close attention to the Bassmaster Classic last year, you saw I and me and just a few of the Rapala guys throwing uh, throwing a, a DT flat that was modified. And not by me, by Ott. And there's a good chance you're going to see modified. you're going to see that modified. really, really soon. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Ott Defoe, Pete Klusik, I know we've got a lot of fans right now that say, God, Ott's a classic champ. He's so good. I'd love to see Ott. They can. At the Bash University. When com. is it? Uh, oh well, at uh, dot com or yeah, go to, in person next weekend at Gadsden. Gadsden, yeah. Is that that where you're going to be? Yeah. Do I know the <laughs> schedule more than you do? <laughs> you do. <laughs> hey, well, hey, Mike. Uh, Pete, speaking of uh, BSU, Matt from Wisconsin, it's been uh, binging. 
binging on the bass you while hitting it while hitting the weights. Matt, so, ah, nice job. And he man. wants to know what's up with the 13 foot floral leader you guys are talking about with braid. He thinks it seems a little excessive, man. Man, you know, floral leaders is an interesting topic because everybody's got a different perspective on it, and and uh, guys like uh, Seth Fighter are throwing a lot longer leader than that, and you know. It, everybody's got a different perspective. I personally use a relatively short leader, but the guy there's a school of thought that's moving into those longer leader lengths, and and it's a big deal. Let me let me talk about that because I'm I'm starting to get on that train. So listen to this, Dave. If I'm fishing super gnarly heavy cover, right, like skipping docks, where my chances of getting hung up on something are really high. I'm using a short leader, right? Because I want that strength of braid, a majority of that fight. So I'm literally using like, you know, 14, 16 inches to, you know, maybe two feet. But on a lot of the other stuff, here's my new rule of thumb, and I did this all last year, is I tie my knot, you know, the braid to floor knot, and once it gets into the reel, okay, so I'm coming off a filler spool that's about that size, once that knot gets to the reel, I count the three real slow as I reel it in. One, two, three. Ooh. It's a lot of fluorocarbon. That's a lot of leader. And, dude, I've had a lot of success with it because Brian DeCarpenter, jump in on this. Yeah. The shorter the leader, the less properties of that fluorocarbon you have as far as the density of it. And in places like current, you mm. remember back, dude, a year ago when you were busting me and Eric's ass – by using straight flora versus flora to a braid leader, you you had the properties of flora all the way to the reel. I mean, that was part of it. That uh, was part of it. The color was well, part, the part of it. Part was you know talent. Hollow. The talent. <laughs> talent had nothing to do with it, but um, there is something to that, dude. You yeah, know, right. and I I like that long flora yeah. leader to help let the bait do its thing, man. Yeah. You know, especially like little finesse shit. Right, you and know? you could see the opposite being true if you wanted. To take the properties out, and you needed more of a floating presentation. You want more buoyancy? You can less less fluorocarbon. Yeah, lower your leader. Yeah. Uh, Seth has the coolest uh, concept of, of line leader length that I thought was cool. But he uses it a lot when he's drop shotting and fishing vertically, and he wants his leader knot to be at the water surface. That's wow. How, that's how he picks it, no matter what the depth. He so wants. he's fishing a twenty foot. Yep, twenty foot leader. Wow. And thirty foot, thirty foot leader. That's extreme. Yeah. That's extreme. Yeah, he he wants wow. it there, and and you know when you when that braided line is no stretch. Yeah. Uh, and when the longer your leader, even though flora has low stretch, the longer your leader, you're going to have more stretch. Uh, it, you know, it's going to allow you some yeah. more stretch. And there's a lot of conditions where you don't want that shock of the short leader. Right. Um. You know, so you got it, it. Every fishing situation is different, but it's a great question about leader length. It's something that we're that's very dynamic, I think. Just like you said, yeah. depends on the situation. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. And again, tune into Bash, Bash U. <laughs> go, go to BashU.tv. It's got schooled up. A lot of, lot of great uh, art uh, uh, videos. <laughs> and on come that. see Ott down at Gaston, Alabama. Yeah. Come see Ott next week. Next week. Pete, Pete and Mike are my Johnny Morris, man. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Um, getting back to it. So, uh, second half of my trip last weekend, Pete, uh, did a nice P- a PD meeting with Dan and some Cyril from VMC and a couple of the folks there. And then I got a chance to ice fish for two days. It's become an annual thing where I combine an ice fishing trip with this product development meeting. And Usually everything's locked up. Ice was shitty this year, but on the St. Croix River, 
which is in Hudson. Hudson's about uh, about 20 miles uh, from from the uh, Twin about Cities. 20 miles. Um, the Saint Croix River, for whatever reason, gets gets better ice before any any other place. So we got a chance to ice fish, and we're going to do uh, sturgeon fishing and smallmouth fishing. And the first night of sturgeon fishing, it's unbelievable. The whole process leading up to this this moment was unbelievable. Okay, so let, let me I'll give you the quick version. You have a four wheeler. On the four wheeler is a sled. Pulling in the sled is a pop up tent, heaters, rod holders, bait, camera equipment because I filmed all this. There's all this stuff. Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. <laughs> uh, beer. Um, so, and it's warm. So Dan's like, ah, the ice is ice has been about seven eight inches, Ooh. but but it's warm. And I'm like, seven eight inches. I'm I'm like I'm thinking about that. I'm like, that's not a lot of ice for all this weight, you know. Three people, Dan, me, and Austin, the camera guy, all this equipment, a four wheeler, and we're gonna go on like six seven eight inches of ice. I'm like nervous about it. So we go to get on where he's been launching this four wheeler, and there's a gap. That's probably three feet of water before the ice yeah, starts. Jump it! <laughs> what? Yes, dude. I looked at I looked at Austin. Austin looked at me. We look at Dan. We're like, what the, what? And he's like, ah, oh, the the river must have come up a little. The ice is melting. The river come up. You know, the river's getting higher. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm what a the hell? You got your so, life vest on. Yeah. So he literally, you know, the four wheeler in the water and and hops up on this ice. And me and Austin have to, like, jump to the ice, you know, scared the whole time. Be lying. Because I don't no. know ice. But I only go once a year. I don't know it that yeah. much. That's real man stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> so we get out there. Um, it's interesting because he's using a, uh, an, an ice fishing depth finder. It's basically, uh, it, it was a hummingbird unit, but it's got a GPS on it with a chip, too. Right? And so he's got it. It's a portable unit. So he's driving the four-wheeler, but he's driving the contours. Like, <laughs> Like you went in a boat, you know, but he's doing it on top of the ice. Yeah. So he takes us, and he's got his little waypoint, but he's he, but he's idling around, sort of. Are you kidding me? Hold on. So he's dodging the skinny ice, dude. Is that what you're talking? Not skinny. No. no, no, no. He's on the ice. He's committed. He don't. I don't think he cares. He's just. He's doing it like driving around looking for the contour. He's looking at his right. unit. At you I was know, half texting yeah. somebody. All right, guys. So <laughs> he gets to the spot. He's like, yeah, this is about it, and you know, gets out, sets, starts setting everything up. So we gotta we gotta drill the holes and there's four holes for the sturgeon thing. We drill the holes out. We assemble this tent. We strap it down. It was wind. Dude, there's all this work that goes into it. I'm telling you, dude, you're tired yeah. before you even get in there. And finally, we get in there and you know we're fishing in the most peculiar way. We're using a half ounce jig and spoon mm. with an upsized hook. So instead of like a number, like say like a number five on it. It's got like a four, like an extra wide gap, big freaking number four hybrid, VMC hybrid treble on it. And I'm like, oh, we're, you know, oh, we're going to jig for him or whatever. I'm like, okay. And he's like, no, 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 wait. And then he pulls out the bait. He's got fathead minnows and night crawlers. Yeah. He's like, all right, I want, he's like, I want a piece of night crawler on each hook, a third. And he said, I want a whole minnow hooked in the tail on Dang. one point. And I want I want you to squeeze the other two minnows, kill them, and hook them on the other two points. What? So, dude, after I'm done this whole thing, it's a half ounce spoon with a big treble hook with dude a hunk of meat on yeah, it, a dude. Whopper with cheese. <laughs> Just a hunk of meat. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. 
the spoon glows. It's got the the luminescent stuff on it. So I got and this, this old, is specific for for sturgeon. For sturgeon. Okay. Okay. Because the deal is they're going to bite as that sun goes down two hours in the night and then it's done. That's it. It's so specific. Jesus. So you, you light up the spoon because the spoon glows. So you're like you're like heating it up to get it glowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the last thing is Dan knows uh, we use liquid mayhem. You know, yeah. and he had me bring some. Yeah. And I just I literally just bought the shad stuff. I'm like, well, I didn't know. You know. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no, just glob that stuff on there. So we're like. <laughs> like just, dude, it looks terrible. There's just liquid mayhem all over it, <laughs> and it's staying on really good because it's cold. It's like mayhem stays on. It stays yeah. if it's staying on better yeah. than normal. Dude, I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, what in God's, what is this? Yeah. You know? And you drop it down there in the hole, and like, you, he said you, you know, he he he's like, well, you could hold the rod and you could just jig it a little, or he's like, the best bet is just put it in that rod holder. Like, what? Laying a spoon on yeah. the Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, the spoon is basically just the vessel to get it down. That doesn't matter. I'm like, okay. So we put it in this rod holder, and we're waiting. Sun's gone down. There's still lights. Sun's gone down. It's nothing. Yeah. Not getting bit. Starts getting dark. I could see Dan starting to get excited, you know? Starts to move around. I'm like, man, what, what's this shit going to look like, you know? Because yeah. we're both using flashers in our holes. Yeah. And, you know, the flasher... Uh, you know, you can see a line come in, but on the one that unit that he's using, it actually has 2D on it too. So he's like, "Man, you'll you'll see that bottom line get thick on the flasher, and on the 2D, it's going to look like the bottom rises up a foot." Ooh. And I'm like, "Ah, oh. I'm like, okay, I'm like, that's strange." And I'm like thinking in my mind, like, "What does that mean? How you know? big that fish must yeah, have like, to what, be?" Yeah, like, what does that mean? So I don't know. Like 30 minutes, 20, 30 minutes after that, I'm like feeling like, man, this shit ain't going to happen. It's cold already, and I'm like, you know, because you don't kill them, you know? It's, like, yeah. rare to get one. Plus, you got the adrenaline dump of the fear of death. Uh, the fear of death, yeah. Right yeah, and and so all of a sudden, I look down, and I see the 2D literally rise up. Like, it was like, we were in 27, I think we were in 27 and a half. And, like, all of a sudden, dude, we were in, like, 25. And I'm like, Dan! Look, 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 look. And then when I said that, this other element was so key, which is he hooks a bobber. It's a regular bobber, but he hooks it on the line. And he purposely pulls it down so it's hanging down from the base of the rod about four or five inches. And as I see, look, Dan, look at the bottom. Dan looks and he goes, I see his eyes open up. And we looked over and we saw that float go, boom. And got tight. And I'm like, <laughs> grab the rod, instantly set the hook, and do this fight. Minus what I just saw yesterday. This fight was the most incredible thing I've ever experienced, Dave. It, the, the best analogy, you know how once in a while we'll snag like a 20, 30-pound carp yeah. bass fishing? Yeah. That's the kind of fight it was, dude. Oh, my God. So it's this intense. Throw an ice, throw an ice do it ice. Dude, the water. Think of how cold that water is, right? Oh There's current. God. It's cold. This fish is fighting like a saltwater fish. Dude, it's fight it's fighting like you'd hook like a GT. What kind of rod are like you running? Like a permit. What kind of rod are you running? So it's a little bit heavier version of an ice fishing rod. So instead of being like two foot long and super whippy, it's about a four foot rod in a medium action. So a short rod, medium action, on a twenty or thirty size spinning reel. But here's the deal. Pound test. Tied directly to thirty pound braid. Mm. 
directly to the spoon. That's the only thing that where I felt a little more comfortable. Oh yeah. But dude, it was. I mean, that initial hook set, it was just spool. And all this is on film, by the way. I can't wait for this to come out as a going Ike. And you know, I'm like, oh my god, damn, what do I do? What do I do? No, no, you're all right. Let him go. Let him go. There's nothing you can snag on down there. It's all sand here. Oh I'm like, you sure? Sure. And then you know, then you start to catch up on him. You're like, okay. And then your heart's pounding. You know, and you're like, I'm gaining. I'm gaining. And I got him like halfway to the hole, and and this dude, this goes on for five runs, five runs like that. And finally, after that fifth run, you know, so I get him to the hole, and we're like looking. We all have our lights down there. We're looking in the hole, waiting to see him. Never see him. As soon as we get just about where we see him, he'd take off again. So about 10, 12 minutes in, all of a sudden, I'm like, man, I'm really gaining on this time. And we see bubbles come up. And Dan goes... He's ready. He's ready. And that was like the sign. I guess they wow. like give up and they they exacerbate air. I don't know what it is. So I get him and finally, now we get him to the hole. And the hole, it wasn't what he calls clean ice where you could see like crystal clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a little slush in it. Yeah. But you could sort of see around the hole that we cut. And I get him to the hole and I look down there. Dude, I swear, dude, he was as long as all four holes that we cut at the top. Like, yeah. No physical way oh to get him God. through. And I, I look at it, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, we're losing this fish. I like, every dude, everything's happening. It's gonna be magic. I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. We just <laughs> talked about a sturgeon last show. Yeah, <laughs> I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. And dude, you didn't cut big enough holes, Dan. Oh <laughs> These are ten inch holes. God. And he's like, no, 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 don't, don't worry. Just keep coming. He'll eventually just keep the pressure. His head will eventually come toward the hole. And I'm, th- I'm thinking, there's no way in hell. And all of a sudden, he, he I got him to the hole, and he, his body turned, and his head started to come up. And, dude, Dan sticks his hand in that ice-cold water and grabs his gill, and out of this 10-inch hole, it just keeps coming. <laughs> <laughs> dude. All right, put it up, Bry. Unbelievable. Wow. Uh, oh, my God. There it goes. You know, uh, unbelievable. I mean... Uh, one of the best fights in my life. One of the coolest fish. Dude, literally prehistoric fish. You ever feel a shark? Dave, you felt a shark? Yeah, yeah. That sandpaper rough? Yeah. Exactly what yeah. that thing feels like. Uh, just, you see that tail, almost shark XS tail on it with that power. Dude, this sucker mouth on the bottom that is protruding. So it's like, it's hanging yeah. below his face. Like yeah. three or four, it's Dude, it's the most unbelievable fish yeah. in the world. That's wild. It's so it was such a great experience. I I, I just I'm getting excited just talking. So about now it. seriously, I've, Pete, Brian, and I have both seen you in that mode where you know you got something special on. Yeah. What kind of shit were you talking to your guide? <laughs> like I know you had to be like, you better not be lying to me, you mother. I know it. <laughs> what were you saying to him, dude? As I was fighting the fish. Yes, I know you had to be talking shit to him when he was encouraging you that it's not going to come off. Yeah, yeah I know it. Were I wasn't you? talking to shit. I was no? honestly scared. Like I was, I was scared because I was, I kept seeing it come off, and I kept thinking, "What am I? I'm gonna rip this tent apart. I'm gonna, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't want it to happen, you know. And um, now it was, it was hooked good. It came in wow, good. Wow, uh, beautiful, man. Congratulations. We, thank you, thank you. It was very cool. We got some pictures and put it head first, and that was another cool part to release. We put it head first back in that hole, and like let it go, and literally, you saw that tail flapping into the darkness. You know, That's to grow, wild. to grow, who knows how big, you know, and that in Dan's mind was a small to mid-sized fish. Oof. And 
I don't care because it was still an amazing experience. But yeah. look at that thing, yeah. and that was a small to mid-sized fish. But what do those twats normally feed on? You got to do all that crazy <laughs> shit just to catch one. Like so gluing and 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 and, and shine and stuff. I have no like, idea. Is, and <laughs> and who figures this out? Who yeah, yeah who spends, spends a hundred years well, out there uh, that, ice fishing? Twats. I mean, when it's that cold, those those guys are fish heads like we are, yeah. and they want to keep fishing, you know, so mm. they figured this stuff out. But the interesting <laughs> thing is Dan basically said in that system, in that river system, the St. Croix River, they never catch them except in the winter. They never catch them in the mouth except in the winter. He said once in a while, mm, you, the bass guys or, you know, walleye guys will snag one. What about States. Jordan Lee's uh, when he was fishing with Zona? Yeah, I don't know. He did hooked he ha- one. Did he have it hooked? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was yeah. in the mouth. Was yeah, I don't know. I can't too, remember yeah. if it was snagged or if it was in the mouth. Yeah, I, I think it was hooked in the mouth. It may have been. Yeah, I, I remember a Jerry McKinnis episode. Do you remember him catching a sturgeon? I don't you remember, remember that? that. No, I'll never forget it. It was just like you're talking. Like, yeah, you were like, "How are we going to get it to panicking?" And he fought a giant sturgeon in a canoe, as I remember. And wow. On six pound test or something ridiculous, wow. and was like, you know, hollering at his cameraman and yeah. everybody else. But yeah. Yeah, they they get so big. They it's get big. Just they're they're pretty they're pretty stark. But anyway, hey, my, oh, about that trip, Mike Brian's sexy huffy BMX bike sucks. Wants to know how was Ooh. the jerky at the Quick Trip gas station? Wow! In uh, Hudson, Wisconsin. Oh man, I don't know who that is. It has some in, intel. We had really good jerky there. Uh, it was really really good. I can tell you, dude, when you're that cold, you know, you want to just you just want to eat. You know, yeah. we had jerky the one night. The next night, we actually did it two nights. So we had that bite. We went the rest of that night with no more bites. We went out the next night for of course, about no four one or five caught. hours and no bites. Yeah, so that just tells you how. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we cooked brats the next night out or whatever. But, dude, this is the beauty of fishing. Like, to have that, I, I get geeked out even with a bass in winter leagues, right? But that shit's special. Yeah, beauty for you. The shit. other guy with you didn't have no beauty. <laughs> he was rather beautiful. No, but, but no, but Dan, honestly, Dan and Austin both. <laughs> yeah, it's so beautiful when you're the one that catches the trophy fish. What about the guy that had to jump up, uh, leap over the ice with you? I, I, I could say, I know. Now, see, with Austin, Austin's, it's tough for Austin because Austin's a camera guy. So he has to deal with this a lot. You He's know, getting where, paid. He's getting paid. And, but I think the experience for him was great. And for Dan, dude, Dan's caught a million of them. I think, honestly, genuinely was excited for me. I, I really think he was. But what you know? is it in the stars that makes it be like you're the guy that catches the fish? Like you're never the guy that doesn't Hold catch on. it. I'm not always the guy. Now, well, I'm not always someone's the guy. asking about Haas's fish. I yeah. imagine we're getting All to right. that. All right, so that's a good right. that's a good conversion. Before I do that, real quick, yeah. let me do throw in this. The only other thing we caught in two nights of fishing was that aquatic salamander. Did you see that thing? I saw that. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, was it, what was it called? Like, um, they call them mud puppies. Mud puppy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's this really weird deal. Uh, and Dan basically, he's he's like, before our two trips are out, he's like, you're going to catch Sherman. And he, they kept referring to it as Sherman. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about, you know? Yeah. And I'm thinking it was a catfish or a, a, a drum or something. And I had a Sherman bite the first night and didn't catch it because I get this bite. None of that same shit happened, but I, the bobber's just moving up little, and Dan yeah. goes, oh, Sherman's biting, Sherman's biting, and before he had a chance to tell me what to do, I grabbed the rod and walloped it, and didn't come up with anything, you know? Yeah. The next night, he's like, now look, Sherman's going to bite tonight. When he does, don't set the hook, just reel it in. And I thought it was odd, you know, and I get that same kind of bite the second night, and I just start reeling, and I feel 
you know, you feel like every once in a while, you know, it did feel big. I was thinking maybe panfish cropping. And, and I get it to the ice and I bring it out of the water and I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, it's this thing with like arms and a tail. And Do legs. they refer to them singularly like you did? Like when the Sherman gets on? like The Sherman, I that, think so. Huh? I don't know. Like Loch Ness. Dude, but the craziest thing, it had external gills. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Very, 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 very strange. How big was it? It was probably eight inches, seven, eight inches long. Was it hooked? It was. The one I caught was hooked. I had him hooked just in the leap, a little bit of the leap. But he's down there sucking on them minnows and mm-hmm. dead wow, night crawlers. they're and crazy. Shit. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Great experience. So anyway, now I'm going to talk about yesterday, Pete. I fished a winter league on Union Lake. Didn't do very good at all, but I fished with a good friend of the show, Dave Haas, uh, master boat builder here. What did you, What boat did you fish out of? So we fished out of my big boat, which okay. is the first mistake at Union. Union's a 9-9 <laughs> lake. Yeah, you got to tell us. It's hard to move around in that. So we made a couple educated. I did all right with mine. Yeah, Brian did okay with his tor- A torpedo, you're good. But yeah. with, with a troll motor only, it's not a great lake. Tried some shit. It didn't work. Make a long story short, before we knew it, dude, it's one of those days where you look at your watch, and you're like, oh, out my God, time. there's an hour left. Yeah. Like, what just happened? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I hate that. I have those days all the time, and yeah. I hate it. So we make this run to the dam as a last-ditch effort to try to catch a smallmouth, right? Didn't work. And looking at our watch, we got like 30 minutes left to fish. We're like, man, we got to start heading back. It's going to take us 20 to get back. And, like, as I'm saying that, Dave's fishing a drop shot on eight-pound braid with a long six-foot fluorocarbon leader. Six-pound. Six-pound fluorocarbon leader, a long six-pound fluorocarbon leader with a number two drop shot hook Dang. and a little four-inch finesse worm. I think it was Jake's worm. Um, so, dude, he goes, he goes, oh, bite, and he sets the hook, and he set the hook, and I seen his rod doubled over. I'm like, dude, this is this this is a big smallmouth. Yeah, I'm big like, fish. Let's. I'm like, oh my god. I like throw my rod down, grab the net, and I got the net, and all of a sudden, he's, and I'm seeing him fight it, and he's not gaining on it. And then it does the same thing that sturgeon does, dude. It just goes, and I'm like, I'm like, Striper. Dave, it's not, I'm like, Dave, it's not a smallmouth. I said, but there's a miscellaneous pot in this tournament. I'm like, this is our chance. There's like 10 or 12 boats. I'm like, we can make our money back plus some, right? I'm like, take your time. And I'm coaching him. And he gets a little closer, a little closer, just like the sturgeon. And zzz, and now I'm looking at my watch because I'm worried. I'm like, oh, dude, we're good. we're not going to make it back. <laughs> you got to head back while he's fighting the fish. <laughs> so then I start chasing it. So I put, I have my Lowrance ghost on high, dude, and I'm chasing the thing down to try to help with that fight time, you know, mm-hmm. try to cut it down. And you know, in my mind, I'm like, so the only fish that doesn't count for miscellaneous is carp. So I'm like, oh fuck, he's got a carp. It's got a carp snagged or, you know. Yeah. But I'm like, if it's a catfish or anything else, I'm like, we're good. And, dude, he finally gets it to where I see it for the first time. And I'm just like, <gasps> I see all that silver. And I see it, and it starts coming, and then it makes one last run. And then I see it again, and he gave up, and I was able to get the net into his head. And, dude, I mean, all it took all my might to get this thing over, land at this thing. And it's a striper, dude. We all this is on film too. I can't wait to release this. But yeah, Pete, look up the screen. Dude, I went, I Whoa. went berserk, dude. I went absolutely berserk. We're screaming, we're high five, and we're yelling. Um, barely fit in the Bass Cat Live well, 
Get it back to way. And there it goes. There's Dave Haas with the striper. So, Mike, my, my, may I add some context? Dave Haas, for you guys watching, and see the picture right now, he's about 6'3". He's about 280 pounds. Look at that. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Dave, I, I post, <laughs> I post, end up posting a, a, another video of this. But when I posted this picture, I said it's true weight, right? So, anyway, we weighed it in. We had the official scale. Scale went up to like 130 pounds or something. Yeah, something ridiculous. And it weighed basically 28 pounds, 27 and three quarters. Yeah. Wow. I so, I posted that picture. Yeah. And all the people on Facebook, like, a striper fish. That's bullshit. That ain't 28 pounds. That may be 18. I'll give you it 15. you got to love the douchebags. Yeah. Uh, Everybody butchering it, not knowing them. how big Dave is in that picture. Uh, you Dave's know? a massive man. So then I, po- I post Please it. don't be that person. Yeah, don't be that media. guy. <laughs> so then I post it, uh, the video, which which better showed the mass of that fish. But it was actually 28-pounder. That's and, amazing. dude. Yeah. On a, a number two hook, and when I landed it, when we finally looked at it, all this is on. I can't wait to see. Yeah. I can't wait to show you guys. We showed it to the camera and everything, dude. It was on a flap of skin on the inside of his <laughs> mouth, dude. <laughs> a flap of skin, bro. I mean, it could have moved mm. to that. It could have ripped, like you know, from the inside to out, like as the fight was happening. That's amazing, because Dave's amazing. Dave's really good at breaking off big ones. I coat I you had to so him. many times I'd say take your time yeah. take your time we still got time and in my mind as I was saying that to him he loves to horse him yeah as in my mind as I was saying that to him I'm looking at my watch I'm like shit we ain't got time but I'm like take take your time we we got time we got time I'm like oh, fuck, we ain't gonna make it back <laughs> yeah Brian yeah. Sucky Huffy said 18 all day I'm that person <laughs> <laughs> all right you just did want you, a fresh square for yeah, they, don't, they don't want shit oh, okay. so. Did, <laughs> So did you win miscellaneous? So we won miscellaneous. Yes, we did. It was, but it was only like 150 bucks, right? Yeah. I can't remember what it was. We, yeah, that's cool. We might have made like what was it, 70 bucks a piece? I don't remember. We made yeah. some money, yeah. Which, yeah. which was cool. But it was the, but but on the flip side of that, Dave, I didn't catch that, and I loved it. It made my day. It's a lunar eclipse. It made my day. It's a lunar eclipse. Don't celebrate it. It made my day. It made my day to watch Dave catch that. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. It was Those amazing. fish. Well, there's a fish ladder at this lake. Yeah, uh, Union Lake, and ladder. these stripers get up in there. The the bait gets up in there. Shad but that runs fish, get that up in there. Size, that size, it, it connects to the Delaware River through the Maurice River, yeah. and they go up there and they yeah. live up there, man. But would you agree that a 28 pound fish is not going through a fish ladder? That fish came in as a juvenile. Yeah, and got that most, big, right? Most likely. I have no idea. If you ever see that ghetto ass fish ladder, they ain't, that thing ain't going up. That there. thing ain't going up there. Look at ladders hammered. No, no, it's I, not even a ladder. Yeah. No, but it is funny. Like when I posted that, Tarzan's all the negative comments came through. But I also saw a lot of comments that came through and said, mm. "Oh my God, you know," and, and then they tagged their buddy in it. I knew it was a striper that I lost. You know, I saw like that three or four of those come in. Yeah. So there mm. are big striper down there by the dam. You know, this yeah. isn't the first time that it happened. Mm. But Dave just got lucky enough to land it. You know. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Good for him. Congratulations, Dave. Yeah, yeah. congratulations. Great yeah. job, Dave. Yeah. Fuck it up. Now that you're going to see all the striper trollers down there now. Yeah. Trying to get them. Yeah. yeah. Look, at, just look at thing. So yeah. I, I, we have another screen over here. It's so big. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Hey, let's take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. Uh, do you want to talk about these rolls? You want to do it when we come back? We'll get it when we come back. Okay. Listen to me. Hang in there. When we come back, this show's about to get good. That was all crap, Brian the Carpenter. The <laughs> show's right. about to get good. When we come back, what's the correct order? Are we doing Zach first? Zach Rushing is waiting in the wings. Okay, Zach Rushing when yes. we come back in the next segment, followed by Luke Duncan in the third segment. Plus, we're going to be talking about these amazing brand-new Ike Live Reel. I'm just going to tease it a little bit. Hang in there with us when we come back. More Ike Live. Hi. Today we're going chest-to-chest in the Dr. Squatch lather test. 
On that half of Mike's impressive chest, we're rubbing him down with three name-brand bars. The result? A sad, milky film of disappointment. How's that feel, Mike? You see, Big Soap cuts corners and strips out all the sudsy goodness in order to make production cheaper. But not Dr. Squatch. Don't worry, Mike. Dr. Squatch soap retains all the natural ingredients, which creates a rich, foamy lather, leaving your skin healthy, soft, and clean. Ooh, looks like Squatch has taken over this peck party. How do you feel now, Mike? Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. When we say it lathers, it f***ing lathers. You deserve glorious lather. Take the lather challenge for yourself today. Four and a half inch drop shot worm. Bama bug. Finesse jig, PB&J, give me something hard. Hey, KBD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerk bait and a stick bait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about calculus. And he knows a lot about calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog. Exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass, and how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Is he in my pocket? This time of year, I definitely recommend putting a little bit of this on your soft plastics, too. There he is. Another one. Next cast. And that would be number six. I'm addicted. I'll admit it. I'm, I'm straight addicted. This might be bigger. You think so? Yeah. Mayhem on your crappy jig, and look where the stripers get it. You can't even see it, man. That might be a keeper. 